0: to have you back the bill michaels show on the air and tonight coming up seven o'clock central eight o'clock eastern on many of these same stations we have the first round of the 2023 nfl draft ready to go for you so hopefully you're tuning in tonight we'll go pick by pick all the way through with every pick in the first round Top to bottom, analyzation as well. Uh, ben, Kenny, and I will be here. Mike Clemens is going to be in Green Bay. We'll break it all down, and hopefully we get a chance to hear a little bit from Brian Gudekinst after the first choice is made for the Green Bay Packers. So we'll get into all of that coming up tonight. And if for whatever reason, excuse me, you don't get it on uh, these network stations, download the app, W-O-Z-N, The Zone, Madison, and uh, you can, f- excuse me again, follow us there. Oh, my goodness. Um. William says, in just 10 plays with Jordan Love, Watson had three catches for 80 yards, a touchdown, and another target in the end zone that just missed. So what? So what? 10 plays does not a career make. Not even close. Uh, also, don't forget that they were, they were facing a team that had pretty much uh, ended the game at that point, and they weren't playing press man, And even, you know, Jordan Love admitted it, that some of the throws were pretty open. He made some good throws. I'm not going to knock that. But uh, if you want to go, William, if you really want to look at the overall performance, go back to the Kansas City game a couple of years ago. Go back to the second half against Detroit at the end of the season prior. Then also culminate that with what you saw against Philadelphia. And it becomes a very average to below average performance from what we've seen in the NFL out of Jordan Love. Don't give it to me like all of a sudden he's got this maturity and lightning struck and you know everything just opened up. That, that's garbage. It's it's no. It's it's it is what it is. You you gotta wait and see. And and even Guderian said himself. Yeah, he performed well, but he didn't win, did he? He's never won a game. Can he win? Can he win? We'll see. Um, I hope I hope he's as good as you believe he is because that would be fantastic. But if he's not, don't make excuses, because I never thought he was going to be that great to begin with. Uh, that's like having a game in which you throw two interceptions and two touchdowns, and all you want to focus on are the great passes for the touchdowns, you know? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Find us. We'd love to hear from you Um, this week. Yeah, Ben. I was
1: I was gonna ask what your ideal scenario is tonight. I was I was thinking through you, you talk speaking about our coverage as we entered the the one o'clock hour with Mike coming up. What's your ideal scenario tonight, Packers wise in general?
0: I I could give mine while you think, or if you have it at the top of your head. No, I I think, uh, and I I know I've had disagreement on the program today about it, but I think best case scenario is they get uh, Smith and Jigba. Um, I think if you can then fortify the offensive line, uh, in some way, shape or form instead of that, that would be great. My second, which is more of a pipe dream than anything, but let's just say for S's and giggles that you've got a team towards the bottom of the first round of the draft that says, "Ah, eh, you know what value is value, but the Packers covet somebody and he's there and the Packers make a move. Say so they... They take the 13th pick, and then they package up a second and a third or something to that effect, and they jump back up into the first round and they grab an offensive tackle or an edge rusher. I That would be, to me, absolute positive best-case scenario. Um, that would be where I would go. Uh, otherwise... I think you, you know, now some will say, you know, well, if your guy isn't there, then trade back and try to get two or three additional picks. I'm just so tired of the Packers gaining all these picks. And when you go through the draft and you look at a year in which they have 10, 11, 12 picks that only three of them hit, you know, it's, you know, I'd rather take what are what's considered to be bonafide talent in the top 15, top 20, than I would be to just start throwing darts at a dartboard just for the sheer fact of getting more picks and hoping they hit in the back end of the draft. I, I'm not a fan of that. So uh, I hope they I hope they stick at 13. I hope in Jigba Falls. And uh, that would be a terrific night for us, or for me anyway. What about you? I'll sign up for that.
1: I, I want Lucas Van Ness, but there are, there are other names at 13 I'd be fine with. My dream is that the Packers do trade back into the first round, and it's while Clemens is on with us, and they select Sam Laporta. Iowa's tight end, only okay. for the reason that you and Mike say, "Oh, I I have real lives. I didn't watch every Iowa football snap <laughs> this year." Hey Ben, uh, what do you think of Iowa's offense last year? And then I get to go off about it. And okay. he's a good player. Yeah, I held him back. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, uh, yeah. No, I trade back into the first round. I'd I'd definitely be in on uh, Lucas Van Ness, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Really just, like can you get a dynamic guy? Whether he's on offense, whether he's on defense. It's a true, uh, this should be a cornerstone pick going forward. I would love to learn what love has. If we get a great defender, the better the defense is, the more we learn whether Joe Barry's going to get fired or not. The better the offense is, the more we learn whether Matt LaFleur is actually an offensive genius or not. And if love's good. So wherever you can get the impact, I think they're in a good Mm -hmm. place where they're flexible. They don't need one position. They don't need a weapon if it's rogers right they can say right. okay we're building for the long run so i'm interested to see
0: how he goes uh let's go to the phones let's talk to tom tom welcome to the program man what's going on hey bill what's up i'm in Tech wisconsin oh
1: uh, you there the, the phone service there. yeah the phone Doesn't service uh, we you should
0: have facetimed us for god's sakes so we'll put him back on hold, see if he gets to a better, uh, he was in Shitek, see if the phone uh, service gets a little bit better. Where is that? Uh, Do you know? Sh- Shitek? Oh, God, I don't off the top of my head. I know I pass it in all my travels when I see a uh, when I see a sign. Um, oh, it's not spelled as I thought it was spelled. No, it's spelled with a she, uh, a C. Yes. Shitek. C-H-E-T-E-K. Yes, yes, I got that. Um, uh, north of Eau Claire. Okay. Um, I was just kind of looking it up now myself. Um, There you go. Yeah. North of a Now tell me something here. Is Lake Chatech deep? Is it deep enough to put some good-sized boats on? Because that's kind of a waterway channel up there. You know what pops up the first thing when you look at Chatech, Wisconsin? Is the Dairy Queen, Ben. Really? Should we ask Tom if he's been to the bottom of the lake? Hey Tom, how, how deep is how, how deep is that lake? That's what I want to know. Because if you can take your boat on it, maybe I'll take my boat up there at some point. Although I I, I have heard. Now I gotta I gotta admit um, I don't. I, I I think if it's Shitek, um, there's a resort up there. I can't remember what the name of it is. That's on like an island or something like that. But uh, but friends of mine have told me that there's a cool resort up there. I'm looking at the uh, the Google shot. There is a, a, Ben, for you, there's the Caddyshack Pizza and Pub in that Chautauqua. Uh, that's got you written all over it, doesn't it? Sources tell me that uh, Lake Chautauqua is a
1: 923-acre lake located in Barron County. It has a maximum depth of 22 feet.
0: Yeah, it's not real deep. Doesn't seem to be. Yeah, that's not real deep. It's probably out in the middle, too. Okay, well there you go. I just wanted to check that out. I feel a little bit better about myself now. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to our buddy Tim from Sparta. Tim, how you doing today, man? What's going on? I know where Sparta is—that's for damn sure. I've ridden my bicycle through the the Sparta trail, so yeah. Go ahead. What's up? You haven't lived until so you've been through that tunnel, have you? Correct, and it's like uh, it's like driving into the Willy Wonka tunnel. You never know what you're going to see. It's really dark. It drips in there, and then you finally get a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, and then you come back out of it, and you think, oh, God, I survived. Or if somebody's above me filming this with a drone, I look like a turd coming out of a butt, one of the two.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're never sure, quite sure what you're going to run into in the dark.
0: Right, exactly.
2: Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I, what I would like to see tonight is either uh, your guy in jigbot or Vaness with the first pick? And if, you know, if if they're there, take either one of those guys, you can't go wrong. And then I've got to agree with Ben Kenny, um, Sam Laporta. You got to look at his tape. That guy yes. was the only offense that Iowa had. Seriously, mm-hmm. I mean, we all know how their defense scored one last touchdown than offense did. So what does that tell you when you have one guy that should be double covered, never was, well, I should say often was, and still caught the damn ball? Right. Go get him because he's an Iowa tight end. He can not only catch the ball, but he can block.
0: So I'm uh, looking I, around for him. I am, uh, I am taking the word of you and one young Ben Kenny. I will do my research before tonight, but I have, uh, I have studied very little. On him as a tight end, I have more become intrigued with Kincaid and Mayer coming out of the tight end position, but I, I will uh, I will bow to both of your knowledge. Good That's Scott. good.
1: It means you haven't spent a lot of time fawning over the Iowa offense last season, which would then no. mean you've probably kept your dinner in your stomach. Um,
0: yeah, because it was an awful offense, to say the very least. It was bad. It was, uh, at times, we said anemic. Other times, it was non-existent. That's too nice. That yes. 877 Let's do this real quick. Uh, Mike in Rockford. Mike, welcome to the program, man. What's going on down in Rockford? Hey, no,
2: long time no talk. Uh, thanks, Bill, for taking my call. Real quick, Bill, I, I just want to say you were talking earlier about, uh, you know, the expectations of Aaron Rodgers. I grew up in Chicago, and I followed the Bulls in the 90s. And, you know, when, when Mike Jordan retired, Nobody wanted to follow his footsteps. They couldn't get free agents in here, and a lot of it was because nobody, nobody could be that guy ever again. And I and if there's going to be a lot of pressure on Jordan Love. Uh, I, I don't think to fill Aaron Rodgers' shoes is going to be a near impossibility. Now you look at the history of some of these other teams that produced uh, quarterbacks that were really great, one after the other. The other one comes to mind when it was Joe Montana and Steve Young. Now you got Brett Favre and. Aaron Rodgers. Can, can you get a trifecta? Can you get a third guy? I mean, I don't. I'm, I think Jordan Love's going to be above average, but is he? It, can anybody be Aaron Rodgers again? Patrick Mahomes is the only one. They come once in a lifetime, guys. And I, I just, I just want to hang up real quick and see what you have to say. And I say, as far as the draft goes, take the
0: best player that's available at that point. Because the Packers they have a lot of holes. Uh, take the best guy at at number fourteen. Or, or, I'm sorry, at number was it twelve? 13, 13, yeah, 13, yeah. Okay, I appreciate it. No, um, first of all, you're absolutely right. You've had a couple in the the modern era, we'll say, uh, where you have one quarterback that's a Hall of Famer handed off to another quarterback that's a Hall of Famer, but it has never in the history of the NFL been done to where you've had one quarterback handed off to another quarterback hand it off to another quarterback that has been a Hall of Famer. Never. And I go through I go through the years. Now you can say but but we're talking Super Bowl winners here. Because you had adequate quarterback play, say when you went from Troy Aikman to Romo to Dak Prescott. You had good, it wasn't great, but Troy Aikman won Super Bowls, but the other two have not. You had Montana to Young. Um, Foles to Jalen Hurts, things of that nature. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> you had some good quarterback play in Minnesota, you know, where they handed it off to other decent quarterbacks, but it never transpired into Super Bowls. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, I mean um, – That's a great question. I mean, you could say you went from Bledsoe to Brady, but Bledsoe wasn't a Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm just trying to think, and I, I, I you know, you had Marino, you had Elway. When you start to go back in years, you start to think about, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback play. Those guys, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it just, David said the Raiders had some good quarterbacks over time, but yeah, it was Plunkett, I think, that went to or won the Super Bowl. Yeah, Jake the Snake Stabler, but who came after him to where they were a Hall of Fame quarterback and they were winning Super Bowls? It's it just, it, it that's what I mean. It's You can't really think about it, and then when you do, it's like, boy, it, 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 the likelihood of them finding themselves a Super Bowl, a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback is, is, is slim at best, at best. When we come back Mike Clemens is going to be joining us and he'll join us uh, to to kind of take us the rest of the way. Hey don't forget about our friends at Great Lakes Dragway. Uh the engines are going to be roaring relatively soon. It's the oldest continuously operating track in the world. It's resurfaced and the season passes are on sale. If you have the 2023 Need for Speed 262-302-2138, 262 262- 302-2138 with all the racing that's going on in the state of Wisconsin. The NASCAR trucks are coming to Milwaukee Mile. You've got IndyCar and the Xfinity Series coming to Road America with the vintage and the super bikes. And then you've got anything that's just badass in a quarter and a half down at Great Lakes Drag in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Go to Great Lakes GreatLakesDragAway, DragAway.com. GreatLakesDragAway.com or just call them for the need for speed in the 2023 season pass, 262-302-2138. 38. More of the Bill Michael Show next.
2: This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio
1: Network. About moving on from you, then Brian comes out and says. We tried to. He just didn't respond. What actually happened this offseason between the two sides that led us to where we are now?
2: I don't know if I need to really get into the specifics. Um, I will say people that know me, I'm fortunate to live in a beautiful house. The only downside is I have very limited cell service. So if you want to get a hold of me, I have to see your face. You got to FaceTime me. There's, you know, records in your phone about who called you, when, FaceTime. And there wasn't any specific face times from any of those
3: numbers that I was looking at. You know, we, we try to communicate on a number of levels. Um, once we couldn't, we communicate with his agents quite a bit. So I'm not going to get into that. I think that's uh, it's not good for us, not good for them. And we're going to just kind of move forward. But um, uh, there was no lack of effort and communication on that part from us.
2: Hey, I'm Paul. And I used to ask if you could hear me now with Verizon. Not anymore. I'm going to sprint now. Hey!
0: in little blondie love it this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at smoke on the water in okachi lake on hubertus in hubertus at a sloppy joe's saloon and spoon both places are fantastic and i can't recommend them highly enough joining us now on the hotline facetime me bro facetime me that is our guy mike clemens michael how you doing
4: even the verizon guy got traded you know
0: yeah, he, uh, he ended up going to Sprint, which probably was probably one of the worst moves he ever made.
4: <laughs> Aaron Rodgers lives in a home that he paid $28 million to, to the former CFO of Netflix that is right on the beach in Malibu. Uh, it was previously owned by uh, David Spade, the comedian and actor. You can see it online. Um, I, I'm a man of simple means, but I spend the 80 bucks a month to have a hard line through AT&T and my phone just in case I've got crappy cell phone signal. You know what I'm saying? I think, Scotty, right. your friend, made a great point on the show earlier today saying, gosh, I hope he doesn't have to call 911 if the house is on fire, you know?
0: Right, right. Exactly. I mean, what happens? you you got to FaceTime and say, here's the fire over here. Check it out. Bring your hose.
4: <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, you know, when you talk to him just one-on-one, He's a good guy. He asks questions. Uh, he's extremely smart, remembers all kinds of things. Uh, but in the last three or four years, he's just sort of drifted into some sort of land, uh, maybe because of frustration, because he can't seem to, you know, even if he you know, gets his say on some of the roster things, he just couldn't move the ball down the line a little bit more forward and, and, and get to, you know get to the finish line and get back to a Super Bowl. And and we just watched him yesterday at his press conference and then today he's out there throwing passes for, to Alan Lazard so that the Jets PR team can take that and slow it down like NFL films just to promote for the team. Clearly this guy needed, you know, new surroundings. Mm-hmm. And this has been in the works for months. I I let me let me preface that. I'm not here to tell you that Aaron Rodgers, you know, predicted he was going to the Jets. This has slowly happened. But I have told you a story where you know, last June, the one two days that he showed up in the offseason during the mandatory mini cap and he was asked directly, are you, you know, now that you've got this $60 million a year coming in next year and two or three years down, you know, on a contract, you know, do you you intend to finish with Green Bay yet yeah, definitely? Yes. I am Right, right. That's what he said in June. Then he comes back into training camp, and after about two weeks on family night, um, they have the family night practice, 60,000 fans there, and then uh, we run into the locker room. We try and get a couple of uh, quotes from the coach and from the players, and then the players and everybody likes to run back out of the field to catch those fireworks they have as a family Mm -hmm. on the field, the fans. it's It's a great moment. Well, after that was over with and the lights came up, people hang around and and talk, and here comes Aaron Rodgers. This was last August, you know, 5th or whatever, in a black T-shirt. I have photos of this. I'll I'll repost them on Facebook. He'd never done that before because, frankly, he doesn't have any family that's there. But he went around and took pictures with a bunch of his teammates and their families. He had not done that before. And it Mm -hmm, also led up to another incident I've told you about when, we're at practice during training camp, and he brings over Evan, the team photographer used to work yeah. for the Press Gazette, and says, hey, let's, let's pause for, you know, let's take a selfie together, take a couple of pictures. He did that a couple of times until he got it down, got it down like what he wanted. And so there are people like that in the organization that during the course of last season said, you think he's acting a little different? Like, well, he's, he's outgoing, he's very friendly, he's checking in with folks. But when I walked into that Brian, Brian Goodkin's press conference on Monday, after the trade had just been completed, mm-hmm. one or two of those people from the staff, from the team, looked at me like, you know, see, we, we knew we knew it all along. We right. knew all along that he was on his way out and was going to figure out some way to get out of here, and either retire or move on. But and it was in many ways there was the long goodbye going on last year.
0: Um, I, you get the feeling, Mike, that the, the whole thing. How, okay, let's back up for a second. We start off with Roger saying they know to Facetime me, and Goodenkin is like, "Look, it wasn't from a lack of effort." Is this? Why is there this pettiness from Rogers on the way out the door?
4: It's the weakest part of Aaron's personality. I, I don't know what else to say. I, you know. That's
0: a great description, actually.
4: It, it just it just is. The, 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 he's 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 kind. He you know, he he expects a lot of himself. If there's a whiff that someone that he's with is a bit of a phony, he releases them. And a more public example would be the minute that it became clear that Ryan Braun had not told the truth about his testing. Um, Mm -hmm. Rogers immediately publicly dropped him as a partner in the restaurants in Milwaukee and just frankly as a friend like i you know the guy lied to me okay so you know we move on that's the way he it. if you cross him a little bit you're done but that's what he feels he needs to do for his own integrity because he's probably been duped by so many guys trying to dupe him into things along the way so in that way you know you know that he's he's doing the right thing but i you know there's just things that he has said over the last couple of years and the ways that the, that he has acted, that have, you know, been a little bit delusional. And so when I see him at that press conference yesterday, and, you know, he's got he's got Nathaniel Hackett back as his offensive coordinator. Maybe he wasn't, maybe he didn't like where things were going with Adam Stenovich and Matt Lafleur in, t- in terms of running the offense. And now he's telling himself, well, if I could just get back with Hackett, you know, and they, and they got Garrett Wilson and I got Alan Lazard here, and I got. Boyle—that's his backup quarterback, along you know, mm-hmm. with Zach Wilson. I mean, he's getting his band together again, and that's where he—these are guys that he can trust. Um, he's also on a team that's got a lot of challenges when it comes to blocking an offensive line, and he's going to be 40 years old next December, so he's got to take that into account. Um, but that's—that's that's just the way that he operates, and so it is really probably the best for him. To just have to learn the names of a whole new staff, a whole new coaching staff. Uh, I know that after he got beat by the Jets, he respected that defense. And I think the structure of the Jets is like think Rogers thinks. Look, at me and Hackett can handle the offensive side, and now I've got a coach that I really believe in in defense in Robert Sala. You know, remember what was that line that Sala said about how well his linebackers were against the Packers? Uh, offensive line and putting pressure on Rodgers. He said they were the rolling ball of meat cleavers, something like that. Yeah, Yeah. He's like, "I've, I've got myself a defensive coach, and if that guy can give me a defense like that, then I know that I can win. That's what he's telling himself with this move so far.
0: Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. we got Mike Clemens on the line with us going the rest of the way, so hang in there. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable whenever Mike is making an appearance on the program. That's, that's where you're going to find Mike, man, when it, comes to, uh, when it comes to heading up to Green Bay and the great people that support him. That is the Bay Motel in Green Bay. And again, quiet, cozy, comfort, comfortable. Go to baymotelgreenbay.com. That is Bay. Motel Green Bay Dot com and uh you know you may find a few more openings this year just for the fact that you know aaron Rodgers won't be there so it's no given that the packers are going to be on the winning side of the football and the consistent but There's still going to be a lot of hope in the area. So, again, go to baymotelgreenbay.com or just simply call them, 920-494-3441, 920-494-3441. And follow the Bay Family Restaurant featuring Homestyle Cooking seven days a week on Facebook because some of the stuff they put up there is just awesome. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports
2: Zone Radio Network. Last one. Is it last time out there or last time here? What are you gonna miss? Hmm. I'm gonna miss your questions, Bill, <laughs> and Mike Clemens taking ten seconds to do a lead up, <laughs> and Pete angling for something, and Bob writing stories about my personal life. <laughs> and Jason bringing it back home with something that's kind of heavy hitting. Stephanie Sutton coming out of left field that's a good question I miss the guys I miss the fans yeah.
1: thank you
0: welcome back to the program the words of Aaron Rodgers as uh, the final game uh, ended Detroit knocks off the Packers. They don't make it into the postseason, and then the contemplation of the future begins. Mike Clemens joining us on the line. This portion of the program brought to you by j l Tire and Service Center. They're in Watertown on Boulder Road. Johnson Creek, which is just north of 94 right there at the Johnson Creek exit. Can't miss it, but uh, they want to say thanks for voting them the best Tire dealer and service center, and uh, they are just that good. They're they're terrific, terrific people over there. That's JNL Tire and Service Center, both in Watertown and in Johnson Creek. Mike Clements joining us. So, Mike, I mean, there's so many different directions that we can take all of this, obviously. But uh, the bottom line is that, you know, Brian Gutekind's, um you know they they moved on they you know whatever whatever happened happened and now it's time to try to make the green bay packers a lot better to put them around jordan love at basic unknown a guy that even brian gutkinis has said he looks like a guy that can play quarterback and start in the nfl but he hasn't won anything
4: yeah bill there's two points that i want to make clear here today one is about timeline and conspiracies and two is about being a winning team timeline and conspiracies i don't want folks to get wrapped up in what Rodgers said yesterday, then like two and a half hours later, Brian Gudekins with a rare press conference, to talk about the trade because he really didn't on Monday because the, you know, the, the contracts were not signed, the league did not approve of the trade yet, all those kinds of things, but to also basically to... Uh, respond to some of the things that Rogers says about, well, you know, I don't think they tried to call me, blah, blah, blah. Just forget about that. The fact is that Aaron Rodgers came back last year. He got into camp. I think he had his own long sigh, kind of a feeling like, you know, maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. This is going to be a long road without Devontae Adams. We'll give it our best shot. Then he suffers the thumb injury. You know, teams are picking up on some of the things he's doing with the Packers and at the line of scrimmage. And uh, and then, of course, Jordan Love is looking better in practice and having more confidence. Then he gets scores 10 points in 10 plays uh, against the Eagles. And then Rodgers has even said in postseason interviews that, you know, he kind of got the feeling that they were looking over his shoulder. And it's true now. There are some people that have told, you know, sources that have said, you know what, good against – in the office was lean, starting to lean towards love in December when they started making their evaluations. And that maybe Mark Murphy had to be sold on that. That's just a hypothesis on my own.
2: Mm-hmm. But at the
4: end of the day, when the postseason happens and Rodgers meets with the, the Packers and they say, well, you know, what do you think? And he say, well, give me some time to think about it. And when the team, when when Goodikens didn't, didn't tell him right there, here's what's going to happen. We're not bringing back Randall Cobb. We're probably not going to do this. They just said, you decide if you want to be a player, and if you still want to play, then we'll let you in on our plans for the next year. And so then Rodgers takes his phone off the hook, and he goes into the darkness, and he comes back out and tells his agents, like, you know, if there's a chance we can go to the Jets, let's go there. Alan Lazard spent all last year knowing that was his last season with the Packers. Why? Because when Devontae left... The Packers didn't go run down the hallway to try and sign him to a new two- or three-year deal. So when he only got a one-year deal, Alan Lazard was out looking. Alan Lazard went to New York the first week of January after the season was over against the Lions. Why? Because that's where he wanted to go. And Hackett had been hired, I believe, by then. So, you know, the bridge was was being built there in late December. As soon as Hackett got in there, the bridge was being built then. And that's the way this thing trickled out. And, you know, I finally got the deal done. There were some hang-ups with Woody Johnson, like, well, wait a minute. The guy wasn't sure he wanted to play. I hope he comes here for more than one year. And now Rodgers is suddenly committing to playing two more years, where a year ago he said, I didn't want to play past 40. I'm not Tom Brady. I have other interests in my life. So that's what happened there. Number two, you made an excellent point. About if you watch the Bucks game, and if you listen to what Giannis had to say after the game, one of their top beat reporters says, "Giannis, you were the number one seed. Was this season a failure?" And Giannis came back to him last night and said, "You asked me that same question last year when we got knocked out." Mm-hmm. And then he went into that discussion like, "Hey, you know, you've been here for another year covering the team, but you didn't get promoted. So does that mean that your whole last year was?" a failure? No, we're always building, we're always trying to grow, we're try- trying to get better. It was an interesting comment. On the other hand, it's like you said, if you go to the Olympics, unless you think it's cool that you know you got a free trip to China, a <laughs> front row right. seat, if you come home with anything less than the bronze, it's a failure, even yes. if you spent 10 years to get there. Okay, so you got to go to the Olympics, but it's a failure. This is about winning, and when you're the number one seed, and when you're when you've got these big contracts, and you want to be an MVP and a Hall of Fame legend, and all of those things, you have to beat the heat. You know, in in the best of seven games, and you didn't, and you had some injuries, and and that's the way. This is all about winning, or your GM, your coach. They'll be looking for new jobs in a week right. or so, and and that's what this comes down to. And by the way, Giannis now is clearly the leading sports role model figure in this state right now, and it's all up for grabs between who wants to merge from the Brewers, the Packers, the Badgers, whatever.
0: Hmm. No, I would completely agree. I, I, you know, and Mike, thanks for kind of mentioning that. But yeah, it's it's you know, I get where he, what he's saying philosophically. He's correct, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's like, come on, man. I, You know, I, you're the number one seed and you don't win? That's why coaches get fired. You're right. It, because of the failure and the inability to get to the next level. In the meantime, you've got the Packers trying to get to the next level. Uh, we talked about a lot of the holes uh, offensively. They need weaponry. We all know that. Tight ends, wide receivers. But defensively, if you're going to have a young quarterback really kind of try to cut his teeth and start getting you wins, you need a really good defense. And whether it's defense up, up front or uh, additional depth of the secondary, they need help.
4: Yeah. In terms of needs, here's the thing that's interesting. This team has said we need to get Zach Tom on the field. A kid that I mentioned, like day two of camp, I tweeted, I was like, okay, it's the only second day of camp, but this Zach Tom kid's got great footwork, and he's been a hold off Rashawn Sean Gary in practice. Well, he ended up being like their sixth offensive lineman. He was he was there find in last year's draft as a rookie. And now there are people that are saying, Well, if he needs to get on the field, according to these coaches, and you just re sign Josh Nyman and you love John Runyon, you know, and you got Elton Jenkins and David Baktiari still, maybe this guy's gonna push Josh Myers out at center, the Zach Tom. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going on offensive line. Yes, you lost you lost Jeron Reed. Who ended up being a one-year rental for Green Bay? He went back to Seattle. That's really where he wanted to belong. He had a one-one-day one-year detour with the Chiefs, but I can I can name you a pretty decent starting defensive line, wide receiver Christian Watson and Romeo. They're coming back for their second year. I think the Packers. They I don't think they're going to draft high at receiver. They can probably get what they need, and experience, from some more some other guy off the street, another Alan Lazard out there. Maybe they've already got one. Uh, on their practice squad or on their roster right now that they have confidence in. To me, the flashing red light is at safety, because if Adrian Amos is apparently not coming back, and you know he had a he had a cup of coffee with the Ravens, he talked to them, and this is supposed to be a draft not only strong at tight end, but at safety, I, I wondered about that, and so I asked Gutkinst about that directly this week.
3: And uh, we're going to be interested to see those guys compete. We brought some guys back um, that I think the more opportunity they get, we're excited about their opportunities. Uh, but that's certainly an area where you know, right now with with Adrian Amos not being here, and he was such a kind of a pillar back there for us, um, you know, there's a little bit of a, a, a void there. But um, there's some guys that are eager to you know try to fill that void. And uh, certainly, as we go through the draft and the rest of free agency after the draft and through training camp, we'll kind of well, that's certainly an area we'll be looking at
0: let's do this we're going to step out mike's going to hang with us for another segment hang in there but we're going to uh we're going to come back and and talk to mike as we kind of close things out and getting you ready for the 2023 nfl draft coming up tonight seven o'clock central on many of these same stations and if for whatever reason you do not get it locally. Go to the app. Go to WOZN, the Zone in Madison, and you can download the app and you can listen to us there. You can also subscribe. Just and it's for free. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything. Go to YouTube.com/slash Bill Michaels Show. And you can subscribe for free, and you can find us there as well. We'd be happy to uh, bring you on board as one of our viewers for the program each and every day. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at CUNIS, K-U-N-E-S, com. That is com, and the home of the 2023 version of the Big Unit Cruiser. And we're going to be start uh, starting on May 19th. It'll make its first appearance at Road America coming up as we're going to be broadcasting live there for the Vintage Car Weekend, kicking things off for Road America. But if you're looking for a Jayco, Alliance, Coachman, Forest River, Nexus, Thor, Heartland, whatever it happens to be, they have a motorhome, fifth wheel, camper van, travel trailer, all for you. And they continue to grow, and they have been voted the best. Voted the best the best in the state of Wisconsin. No reason to go anywhere else. Unless you want to shop, you can shop around, but then you're going to go to uh, CUNIS. They're going to give you a terrific deal. They're going to take care of you. They offer so many different services, even concierge services now. So plenty of reasons to stop at CUNIS. And because they're the biggest, the baddest, and the best, they have also the most buying power. Go to CUNIS, K-U-N-E-S, CUNISRV.com. That is CUNISRV.com. We'll wrap it up. Mike Clemens next.
2: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
3: Very few players play for only one team. Brad had a great career, Aaron. Yeah, I think he's ready to play. I think he's ready to be an NFL starting quarterback, and I think that's the next step in his progression is is to play. I feel better in the offense and learning things, so obviously I think I have taken a step in the offense.
2: I feel more comfortable in it. i always so confident that if I get thrown out there, I'm gonna be good.
0: I'm, I'm moving. I'm grooving. I'm feeling it. Uh, it's a love train. I don't know if this thing's going to crash or uh, whether or not it's actually going to go someplace. But nevertheless, uh, it's uh, It's that time. Uh, Mike Clements joining us on the hotline. And, uh, Mike, I guess uh, you kind of either complain about it or you join him and hope for the best. And I think uh, that's where fans are at right now is hope that Jordan Love is the real deal. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah. I, it'll be his chance to grow. Uh, with the way the rest of the roster is and other situations and maybe how the division is improving, particularly over there in Detroit. Uh, maybe right now, here in April, I would say, yeah, if the Packers are 9-7 and and can squeak in as a wild card, that'd be a pretty good thing. That's really where, where I'm at. Tonight, though, um, how can you help your team? Will they go with, like, uh, Dalton Kincaid at tight end? Now that they're up to no! 13? <laughs> you know, would they would they do that at tight end? Would they do that at tight end? Would they um, would they get just another offensive lineman or de- defensive lineman, which is the standard because those guys are rare? Yes, Ted Thompson and and you know Brian Gutekunst would say. Or to help yourself out at safety, you know, the, some of the top ranked safeties in this draft, whether probably not tonight but tomorrow night uh is Brian Branch, uh his teammate Jordan Battle Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M and I had a chance to talk to Brian Batch dot a combine and I said, you know, what kind of a player are you and and I I've heard you had a meeting with the Packers.
1: It went really good. I could just I got a, a a feel from like the coaching staff uh like it feels the relationship is genuine, you know, uh they care. I feel like I really love that interview. When I take the field, it's almost like I'm allowed to release uh, a sort of an anger, that's legal anger, you know, uh, that I can't do on an everyday basis. But when I go on the field and uh, able to make contact with the opposing team and doing that just makes me like be able to express myself and I just have a mentality of I can't let I have to do my job and can't let the opposing team uh, do better job than I do.
0: Uh, I like the the attitude, Mike. I, I don't know what that's going to translate into, but uh, if they if they pick them, uh, obviously, like you said, they had a good meeting with them. I just I was talking about it earlier, Mike. Remember Ted Thompson? He would interview people and you'd go, "Oh, okay, they've got an insight." And then how many guys did he draft where the guy would say, "I didn't even know they were interested in me." I've never the talked to somebody from
4: the Packers in my life. Right. right
0: master, I know. I know. master manipulator.
4: But, that, but that's how you do your homework and you build your personnel file for maybe either someday, whether you do bring them into your organization or you have to face them in a game. So right. uh, tonight, I think that, you know, it, if Bryce Young, the quarterback from Alabama, goes with the Panthers, I think that's going, what's going to make the draft so much interesting tonight. Is whether or not the Texans actually go C.J. Stroud at quarterback because I think where Stroud goes to me, to me, with those top three or four picks, or you know Indianapolis, which is looking for a quarterback, um, that's what the kind of thing that can shake up the top ten and maybe even make some player drop down to thirteen for Green Bay. So I, I kind of think that the C.J. Stroud pick could be real keys to how that first round rolls out tonight. You know.
0: Could you see them in any way, shape, or form, Mike? And I'll ask you because I asked everybody else. Can you see them in any way, shape, or form taking, uh, say, a C.J. Stroud drops? Can you see them taking him considering, you, you know, you basically have an unproven cat right now and Jordan Love that's, that's you know, on your team?
4: Well, the last time that they were faced with that question and, you know, best player available it happened to be a quarterback in 2005, that worked out pretty good for about 18 right. years. So, yeah, yeah, I think you should. I think you should, and I, I'm not worried about what Jordan Love thinks about it. On the other hand, uh, I think there's plenty of other needs on that roster where um, you know they're going to they're going to get players to help out at other positions to help Jordan Love get a start. I I I, I would really be surprised if they brought in a second quarterback. Uh, but I, I no, I think they're going to help out. They need they they need a lot of other help because I tell you what. This group right now, what's Mark Murphy? It's, he's got till twenty twenty five before he retires. I mean, right. that's that's when regime change is coming. So you bet he better get deep into the playoffs or win a Super Bowl by then, or everybody's out of a job up here.
0: Yep, no doubt, Mike. Great stuff, and uh, we're back at it again tonight, seven o'clock central. We'll talk to you then, live from Lambeau. Okay, live updates from the draft room here in Lambeau. You bet. You to the man, there you go. That's our own Mike Clemens. That'll do it for us today. But uh, don't forget, coming back tonight, 7 o'clock Central, on all of these platforms. Now, if you don't get it locally over the air on your radio station, listen to us on the Zone app, W O Z N. Download the app and take a listen. Or find us right here on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitch TV. However, you can go to the website, simply vbillmichaels.com, and click listen live. You can do that. So many ways to take a listen to the program. So until you and I talk again tonight, time for us to go. Have a going.